listening to Talking Law, the podcast where business owners just like you discover how to avoid legal landmines and build value using smart legal tips. Join your host, Joanna Oki, as she cuts through the legal jargon and gives you clear and simple actionable legal strategies, which will get you optimal business results. Hi, it's Joanna Oki here and welcome back to Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. Now, today we've got a really exciting show as we speak with the CEO and founder of Grant Ready and Grant Guru, Adrian Spencer, who has more than 18 years of experience in the grant space. Adrian has pioneered grant strategies and better access to funding, and he has also secured more than $500 million in grants and funding and was an advisor to the government on grant making. And who doesn't love a discussion about free money? That's what we're talking about today as we drill into this first part of our informative two-part series talking all about this area of grants. Now, in this first half of the two-part series, we talk about the opportunity for businesses to access more funding to support growth and investment. We then drill into what grants are available at the moment for SMEs across Australia. And Adrian then also shares with us the common pitfalls when it comes to grant applications and tips on best practices to avoid them. This is such a valuable listen for all Australian businesses and their advisors. So sit back and here we go with our discussion with Adrian. Adrian, I just want to say a huge thank you for coming onto the show today. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate it. I always love to talk about grants and get the grants message out there. Oh, do you know what? I love this topic. I mean, what a fabulous topic where we're talking about the opportunity for businesses to access more funding um, for for growth, for investment, um, without having to sell more to their clients. I mean, you know, what a space. You must love being in this day in, day out and, you know, sharing the magic with your clients. Yeah, it's often overlooked. We um, think of ourselves as dream enablers um, because we really do get that privilege of coming in, getting to understand what people are doing, seeing their passion and helping their business go to the next level. And sometimes the funding can be the catalyst for them to break into a new market, get the growth they need or just take a step uh, towards um, where they're headed. Love it. Absolutely love it. Okay. Well, look, let's um, let's get started what and, and actually, before we get started, why don't you tell us very quickly about the two different types of services that you have so that our our audience can understand the perspective that you're coming from? Because I think these are great, great that the grant guru is a fabulous application, but maybe just explain that first so that everyone's got context and then we'll get into um, digging into what grants are around at the moment um, for our listeners. Well, we started as grant writers. So Grant Ready was our initial business. It's a consulting business. We've raised over $700 million for our clients through grant funding, which is quite extraordinary. Uh, there was a gap in the market, though, and we realised the challenge was not just writing grants, it was finding the right grants. So we built a product called Grant Guru, which is a one-stop shop, comprehensive list of all of the funding programs that exist in Australia. There's over 2,600 for business, 4,500 for not-for-profits. Total funding is about $100 billion. And Grant Guru is a self-use, self-serve tool where people can go and find the grants. There's about 30 new grants opening every week and 30 closing every week. 
people can just sign up to get email alerts that match the areas of interest that they're working in. And that's really the key starting point. Once people are finding the right grants, they can then choose which ones do they want to apply for, and then they can work on increasing their chances of success. It's, um, it's, it's not a guaranteed thing. Most grants are competitive. The current industry success rate's about one in five. So we say to people, if you don't get your first grant, don't be put off. It's, it's like sales. Um, <laughs> and we say it's like kissing frogs. Uh, you, you know, you've just got to get out there and do it. And um, eventually you will get a grant. And as you get grants, you get much better at doing them as well. Fabulous. Okay, wonderful. Well, so now maybe give us a bit of an overview what's around for SMEs at the moment post-COVID in grant world. And I think that's the key. COVID has really um, put people's radar up to grants. And in the past, you know, I look over the last 10, 15, 20 years we've been working in the space, a lot of the grants were very industry specific, but now they're becoming more generic. And because of COVID, people have had a bit of a taste of grants and they've gone, oh, that's interesting. What can I get? And in the past, I would have said there was never much for retail and there was never much for services. Um, But COVID started to change that. So when we look at grants, we look at industry sectors. And at the moment, there's a lot of emerging funding for manufacturing. Um, There's a lot of funding for agriculture. uh, And there's a lot of support for supply chain. So I think COVID's highlighted that we're very reliant on global supply chains. And when they're problematic, you know, we've got problems. Um, the Fed, the new federal government has announced they want to set up a $15 billion fund to support manufacturing. Um, there's already $1.5 billion that was announced in it and released by the last government, plus another $500 million that was budgeted. So things like the Modern Manufacturing Initiative, um, we're going to see a lot of that funding go out, not just in the cities, but to the regions. So anyone that's in manufacturing, I think it's a really good time to be able to tap into funding. Um, the Growth Centre funding, a lot of these are national programs. We're starting to notice the states are getting on board as well. So they've all just released their state budgets. Queensland's got a real focus on um, manufacturing funding uh, through the advanced Queensland umbrella of grants. And there's been about 25 grant programs under that initiative. They've also got the Made in Queensland, which is really for SME manufacturers. Um, Victoria's focusing a lot on innovation. So they've just released the Breakthrough Victoria Fund, which is a billion-dollar investment fund, um, and they've got four different streams under that. Um, New South Wales, again, is jumping in. They want to support not just the cities but the regional areas. The other thing, the trend that we're noticing as well is support for export. Pretty much all of the states as well as federal government have got export support initiatives the leading program is the Export Market Development Grant. Which- I was going to um, throw in a note about that because, you know, I, I know lots of businesses who um, who rave ab- about that grant. So maybe talk yeah. very briefly about that grant. In simple terms, Export Market Development Grant um, refunds 50% of your marketing expenses for taking products or services overseas, uh, not New Zealand and not North Korea. <laughs> um but uh, the program's great. It's, in, uh, it's having a little bit of flux at the moment. So the program's just being reviewed and being tweaked. Uh, it went from being a retrospective to a prospective program. But at the moment, it's looking like you'll apply in advance and you'll probably receive your funding at the end of the year. It covers things like flights overseas, uh, overseas representatives, marketing consultants. Uh, it covers some of your legal costs if you have to um, protect IP. Uh, around um, trademarks and that sort of thing overseas, which is really, really valuable and can be quite expensive. 
Um, also covers your, your marketing costs, so advertising on Facebook or literature, going to trade shows and all that sort of thing as well. I, I think it's a fantastic program. It's been around for over 40 years. Um, the, the only problem at the moment, there's been a bit of a cap on the funding, so nobody's been getting the, the full amount that they're entitled to, and I think that's really important to be aware of, that what you're entitled to get and what you actually get depends on how much money's in the bucket because it just gets shared around. But program that you just absolutely have to know about. I think what people don't know about is a lot of the state governments have some really good support programs. They're not always cash, but I think if a state government's going to uh, incur money on your behalf, provide market research, set you up with contacts overseas, to me, a lot of that's as good as cash. And so I really recommend that people get in touch with their state government um, and find out what support, whether it's trade missions, um, whether it's grants or whether it's services they provide. A lot of that is the best kept secret. <laughs> um, so export manufacturing are big. We're still noticing that uh, governments are trying to help businesses get back to normal after COVID, especially if they're in the services and retail industry. So we are finding that there is funding, especially for tourism um, and tourism grants. And uh, for example, you know, the wine industry has cellar door funding, um, but there's also a lot of other funding to attract people back into the regions and to events and that sort of thing. Um, and I'm not trying to be vague, but with two and a half thousand grants for businesses, sometimes I forget the names. I have to jump into my own product to remember the names of all of these programs. And I, I get my email alerts um, every day and I'll often look at it and go, wow, I didn't know there's a funding program for this or for that. A lot of it is based on industry or activity. Um, and so what I say to people as well is there is there is pretty much a grant for everyone, not necessarily right now. And that's why we say to people, you need to track these grants. You need to um, get on out, get on the mailing list or subscribe to services like ours so that when those grants pop up, you know about it and they will pop up. We say to people, you shouldn't have to wait more than six or 12 months to find a grant program that you'll be able to tap into. We've even done it ourselves. You know, we, um, we tap into the funding that's out there. I think in the last three years, we've picked up eight grant programs for our own organisations. Sometimes that's as small as $1,000 just to get some funding to implement an IT solution on our online shop or um, we've picked up funding for, to build online training courses. Um, we've picked up funding to go and do research. It's just amazing what's out there. Love it. Um, what, one of the um, one of the grants that I've heard about recently uh, relates to the um, uh, rebates for new employees, um, where you have new employees undertaking training programs. Could you talk our li listeners through um, a little bit of the detail of that? What is that program? Who's eligible? How does it work? There's there's actually a whole bucket of them, um, and they exist at a federal and state levels. Um, generally, they're wage subsidy programs, often they'll be called that, <laughs> or employment training or employment support programs. Um, they have different criteria, but essentially the crux of it is they will require you to hire someone that fits into a certain category. And that category will, they've either been unemployed or they're moving from part-time to full-time or they're receiving some training to skill up. Uh, so, for example, you know, we've used the digital, the Victorian government's digital skills program. And the digital skills program requires us to put a person on for three months who is skilling up and changing from one industry to a new industry, changing into digital jobs. We've hired a software developer. We've hired a marketing comps person. And, and those people, what they do is they provide you with a um, up to sort of 30% rebate 
um, for the three months. And then it's up to essentially an internship for them. And then if you want to keep them on after that, you can. Uh, that's a state government program. I've found that one to be really good and really useful. At a federal um, level, um, the wage support programs um, are higher. You can get up to, I think it's about $28,000 if you employ someone for 12 months and they fit the right criteria. Um, the challenges are sometimes you need to go to the training providers uh, who are training those people up and placing them. That can be good and bad. That can be good because they've got the people ready to go and you know that you'll get the funding. Um, but if they're not skilled or trained in the area you want, then often it's better to approach uh, the federal government uh, through their skills training programs, and especially if you've got you know a large number of staff, 20, 30, 40, 50, they might come out and do an assessment for you and say, we will connect you into these programs. Uh, so the other challenges in this space is these programs sort of get changed every three or four years. And so we expect with a new federal government, uh, they'll go back, they'll re-look at them, they'll essentially be the same programs, but they'll have a different name and they'll have a few different criteria. I think it's important just to be aware of them. When you're aware of them, then you can jump on and get the information you need, talk to people and go, am I eligible? Is this going to suit me? And I think there's a um, probably a pre-qualifier note of caution we should say here is that grants aren't a free bucket of money. And we see some people who put grants above everything and they'll say to us, tell me whatever I need to do to get the funding. And we'll say, no, that's not how grants should work. Grants should support what you're doing. Grants are designed to support an initiative or a project or an employment approach. So if there's a fit, great, go for it. If there's not a fit, don't try too hard to put that square peg into a round hole or it's just going to waste your time and effort and money. And so we just say to people, get that right. And that's about don't just fill in a form as soon as you see it. Get yourself educated, find out what that program is going to do and make sure it's going to help you and not hinder you. Brilliant. Just fabulous information here, Adrian, just such good information. And, and and I guess just, you know, before we round out here, maybe if you could just talk about some quick common pitfalls. So what do people do um, wrong in, in applying for grants? Although, um, bear in mind, we are going to have another podcast soon talking about the top strategies for finding and securing grants. So we'll talk about those in, in, in another episode. But just today, you know, what are the things to be aware of? And of, of course, you've already pointed one out, which is, um, you know, be careful not to make getting the grant the priority above running the business and, and making sensible decisions within the business. Yeah, and just on that, we see so many people that are so pleased to find a grant or an application form, they just fill in the form straight away and, and we say take a step back. Make sure you've got all your eligibility criteria correct. Programs such as the R&D Tax Incentive, which is a fabulous program for companies doing scientific or engineering research, you know, you need to be generally a PTY limited company. If you're a trust or a... Um, uh, other sorts of um, sole trader, you're not eligible. So we see people starting to apply for these programs and just wasting a monumental amount of time because they're not going to get over the first hurdle. So make sure you fit the eligibility criteria. Make sure that your pr project fits with what the grant maker is trying to achieve. And on that point, grants fund projects, they don't fund businesses. So you have to have a very clearly defined project that you want supported. And you might need three or four or five grants to fund what you want to do across your business. So be very um, clearly able to articulate what's the project that you want funding, the old elevator pitch. 
If you can be very clear and you can explain what it is, you'll be in a good position to fill in the application form. Uh, and, and also be aware that grants come with strings attached. Um, read the contract. The contract will invariably be provided on the website up front. And when people don't read those contracts before they start an application form, it can turn around and bite them in the butt. And we've had an organisation come to us and they said they told us this story. They said, we were offered a $5 million grant. At that point, we gave the contract to our in-house legal team. They looked at it and said, actually, we can't accept this because of the contractual terms. Now, they could have known that at the start, but they put in months of work, months of waiting, a huge amount of effort, and they had to turn down the $5 million because they just didn't read to see what the terms were. Devastating. Wow. Just, um, I mean, you know, we're always harping on about prevention is better than the cure. (laughs) You know, know, getting ahead and understanding the terms before you waste all this time in the application, you know, seems obvious, but um, but it's so I can... You know, I can see it's so easy to get caught up in the excitement of this um, free money coming in that you, uh, you you maybe forget to dot the I's and cross the T's right from the very beginning. Um, really, really good advice, Adrian. Um, look, I just want to say a huge thank you um, for coming onto the show. We have more podcasts coming up with you where we're going to talk more about tips and traps in um, creating um, your uh, your grant strategy and finding and securing grants. Um, but until then, Adrian, how is it that our listeners can find out more about grants? How can they interact um, with your products and um, and get on that newsletter? How good does that sound? Yeah, look, if people want to um, get some assistance with grant writing, especially around R&D or EMDG, they can come to uh, our Grant Ready services. But what we recommend people do is they go to our grantguru.com.au and that's really our self-help where we give them the knowledge, the tools and the information that they need so they can then decide which grants they want to apply for and not miss out on one as well. Adrian, absolutely fabulous. Thank you so much for being on the podcast today and sharing such useful information with me and our listeners. Thanks, Joe. Really lovely speaking with you today. Appreciate it. Well, that's it for this episode of Talking Law with our guest, Grant Guru and Grant Ready's Adrian Spencer. Now, this was the first half of a wonderful two-part series all about grants. So tune into our next episode, the second half, which will be all about the top strategies for finding and securing grants. Now, just as a reminder, as Adrian referred to in our discussion today, the devil is in the detail. So you have to ensure that you have a great legal team on your side who are ready to read the contract before you apply for funding who can make sense of the complex details you come across. We also assist with IP protection and in many other elements of ensuring that you have the correct legal approach when you're considering getting funding on board. If you'd like to talk to our legal eagles, head over to our show notes to find out how to book a free call to discuss this. And in our show notes as well, you can also find links about how to find Adrian, Grant Guru and Grant Ready. So as part of this 
podcast episode with Grant Guru, Adrian and his team have been kind enough to extend a bonus offer to our listeners. In the show notes, there's a discounted offer to Grant Guru, which lasts for as long as you have your services. This tool is exactly what any small business owner will need to really hone in on finding grants throughout the year. You'll just need to apply the coupon code ASPECT LEGAL during checkout to take advantage of this offer. Now, we've also included a link to Grant Guru's pro product for accountants, consultants, and other business advisors, knowing there are going to be some of you who are interested in offering a grant search service to your clients, a great way to extend the value of what you're offering. You'll want to book a demo to see the power of this in action for your clients, and there's a link to do this in our show notes. And of course, if you'd like more information about this topic, head over to our website at talkinglaw.com.au where you'll be able to download a transcript of this podcast episode if you'd like to read it in more detail. Well, that's it. I hope you enjoyed what you heard today. You've been listening to Joanna Oki and Talking Law, a podcast proudly brought to you by our commercial legal practice, Aspect Legal. See you next time. Looking for a top quality legal team to assist you in your organisation? Aspect Legal is an innovative commercial legal practice that specialises in providing fast and professional services for their clients. If you'd like to chat about how we might be able to assist you, simply head over to our website at aspectlegal.com.au to book in a time for a free discussion with one of our lawyers. Thanks for listening to Talking Law. Tune in next time for more smart legal tips and tricks to keep you clear of those legal landmines. If you want to get a download of today's show notes, head over to talkinglaw.com.au. Information in this podcast is general in nature, not legal advice. If you want advice for your business, visit talkinglaw.com.au.